Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Don Sincula, and today we have a very special guest, Stacy Hyland. And I have known Stacy for, gosh, it's been several years now that we have known each other and been in several groups together, masterminds, programs, all sorts of things. The internet is a very small world, I, I like to say. Um, but welcome, Stacy. I am excited to have you here today. Stacy, give us a little bit of your background. Tell us who you are. What do you do? Give us some of your, your background uh, history. Sure. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. Yes. We've actually met each other in real life in person. Yes. Which is, you know, you know pretty unheard of, right? In, internet, <laughs> in the internet world. So I am a business coach. I've been coaching for 20 years, which means I'm like one of the OGs of coaching back when people used to say, you know, what sport do you coach? And I help clients add a zero without the hustle. And so what that means is I've when I looked at my career of business owners that I help, they've gone from zero to six figures, six to seven figures. I've even helped people go all the way from six to eight figures. And so what I wanted to do is really look at how you can do that without hustling and burning out. And because you see a lot of people online that are all about, you know, hustle, 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 work, you know, 24 seven. And for me, because my dad had died when he was 56, like it was really sudden. He got cancer, bam, in a month and a half, he was gone. It really made me stop when I was starting my coaching business and say, okay, what do I want to to do in life, right? And then yeah. also, how do I want to do it? You know, And so to be able to do it in a manner, because in internet marketing, I find that you can work 24-7 very easily because you get really passionate and excited yeah. about your business. And so it can be hard to turn off that, you know, those ideas and that sort of thing and be able to actually be present for the rest of your life. You know, I, I think that's such a, just a profound statement of, you know, how you want to work in your business. You know, a lot of times you're right in the online space in particular, there is sort of this mentality that you've got to hustle and work a thousand hours to make any money on the internet. And if you're not hustling, if you're not doing it 24 seven, then you're doing something wrong. And that's why you're not making any money. And I think that is so backwards, right? From, from so many different reasons, but having the sort of like how you want to work concept at the forefront of, you know, your business is super important. And so, when people work with you, obviously you help coach them through, you know, ways to do this and things like that. But because you've had such an expansive career coaching people, 
what do you think, like over the time that you've seen, you know, and coached and worked with entrepreneurs, what are some things that you have seen that had made people really successful in this space? Like what are some mindset things or some business things or some marketing things? What, like, what is a commonality of successful entrepreneurs that you you can share? Well, you know, I worked with Tony Robbins. So I was vice president of consulting with Tony Robbins and was involved with the first business mastery he ever did. And one of the things that struck me at that first business mastery was this guy stood up for coaching and he said, I can't make this work no matter what I've do. I've tried everything. And Tony said, hmm. And everybody in the audience is like, oh my gosh, what is Tony going to say to somebody that said that they've tried everything? So Tony said, well, tell me, what did you try? And the guy said, I tried this, this, and this. Tony said, oh, okay. So you tried three things, not everything. And he said, well, how many times did you try? And he said, well, I tried a few times. And Tony said, well, what, what stopped you? And he said, well, I didn't have the resources to try more. Like I didn't have enough team. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough time. Tony asked him, he said, have you ever seen somebody be more successful than you with less resources. And the guy said, yeah, like, you know, you see these people that come, you know, like there's a woman in my mastermind that she came from an Eastern European country is now making million dollars on Amazon, right? you know, with less, she didn't even hardly speak English. She had $200 to her name. And so he said, well, so it's not a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. And that, that, you know, struck me from that moment on of like, how can you become more resourceful with the resources you have instead of using that as a, as an excuse. And so that really, because that was back in the recession in 2009, that's what led me to develop the hidden profits that I've written a book on that'll be out soon. And the reason why is because people were looking at how can I increase my sales without spending more money on advertising? How can I spend more, you know, make more sales without hiring more sales team, you know, all of these things that they wanted to do, but they had these constraints because of the recession. And so we were looking at how can you optimize something versus I think a lot of times people are looking for this magic pill and they have this magic pill mindset. And I think it could be like, they think Facebook ads is the magic pill or they think search engine optimization is the magic pill. And so they're looking at, something as the solution, as opposed to saying, like, let me become resourceful. And then how can I optimize what I'm doing? Right? So if you have a certain number of of people buying on your page, how can you improve that? right? Right? If you have a certain amount of people going to your upsell, how can you improve that? Instead of looking at something outside of your business, taking another thing that's going to be the magic pill for your business. Right. Right. Well, and I think, you know, being resourceful and and having sort of this mindset that if you take another course, you're going to learn the magic thing. Or if you join another coaching program, or if you do another this, or you do another that, that somehow you're going to magically find success. Now, you and I both have coaching programs. You and I both (laughs) want people to join our coaching programs, but there's a difference between understanding what you're what you're looking for, what you really need in your business and going and finding that resource to help you versus just kind of going out and doing all the things all the time with all the people, right? And 
I, yeah. I think that's hard, right? When you're in, in and, this space. And I think the other thing that happens with the coaching programs is that there's somebody that's done one thing. They've been successful in one thing and they're yeah. like, okay, here is the way. And what I find with my coaching, you know, because I've been doing this for 20 years, I have, you know, direct response, you know, marketing, online marketing, all, you know, the sales, all that right. is that it's not like, here's the one thing and you need to do it because you're in the coaching program that only teaches one way instead of having like a strategic overview of your business and saying, okay, here's the different areas of profit that you're leaving on the table. Let's improve and optimize this one. Let's optimize yeah. that one. And you might have like, you know, this one is increasing 5%. This one's increasing 10%. This one's increasing, you know, 47%. But it's all adding up to make your business really grow as opposed to saying like, we're just doing one thing. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's hard for people because there's all this sexy marketing that says this one way is the way right now. Right. Um, right. And it's hard to when people... When people haven't had a lot of experience in business, I, I struggle with them being coaches a little bit. And that could be a whole nother podcast, right? Like we could do a whole <laughs> podcast on what to look for in a coach kind of thing, right? But yes, I, sure. I do, I totally agree with you in the fact that like there isn't one way for people to be successful in their business. And I like, you know, obviously the podcast is called the Ecom Profit Podcast. And I I think like you in a lot of ways with my corporate background and my finance experience and all of the things that the profitability piece of your business is really the lever, right? That's really where you yeah. make the piece. It doesn't matter how much marketing you have. It doesn't matter how much, you know, sales you have. If you're not profitable... <laughs> It doesn't really matter, right? And and finding out how to become profitable is can be really hard sometimes, right? Yeah. And, and understanding yeah. that. And I think that's one of the other things I see in people that are successful versus people that are struggling is that they're focusing on those profit generating activities, right? So mm. instead of, you know, I, I had a coach a million years ago and he used to say, stop focusing on the BS funnel. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, what is the BS funnel? It's like all the things that you're doing that are like trying to make everything perfect instead of just going forward and launching it. It's all the right. things that are admin stuff that are not adding value to your business. So if you're looking at your business and you're saying, okay, what can I do today that's going to help me increase revenue? What's going to help me increase my profit today? Yeah. And you start your day like that. It's a big difference than like, oh, what can I cross off my list that's really simple and easy? That doesn't yeah. scare me that, you know, like I can just cross off. Well, that's a, really, that's a really good point and something we should talk a little bit more about because I, I find myself, as we all do, right, in that situation where we've got our long list of to-dos and all the things and checking off the easy and even people teach that, right? Like, you know, do the simple things first and so on and so forth, which I don't disagree with as long as they're profit-making activities. And I think a lot of business owners don't think of it like that, right? They don't think of it. They think of the things that are easy. The things that are profit-making activities, a lot of times, like you said, could be scary, right? Or are challenging or are not the things that are the easy check-off-the-list sort of stuff. So how do you coach and how do you think about that as you know a business owner? What are some things that maybe people you've seen people do 
like, what are those activities? You know, like what, what are some things that, you know, are profit making? You know, so for example, if you have an offer that's converting, you know, how can you make it convert more higher level? You right. know, can you optimize that sales page? Can you test something? That would be something in the e-commerce space. Yeah. Asking for the sale would be something, right? right? So a lot of times I'll see people, they're posting on social media, they're doing all these pretty pictures, they're doing all these, you know, Instagram-y things, and they're not actually asking for a sale. They're not asking for um, an action to be taken, like yeah. even training your people to make a click, to like, to share, to comment. Or to actually, you know, have them subscribe to come into your newsletter. Like, what is a um, opt-in that you could have that could convert for you? Like, what are those things that are going to move people further towards buying with you? That would be yeah. something that's really good to focus on. Another thing that I focus a lot on is um, reactivation. So, mm. in my Hidden Profits book, I call call it the Come On Back strategy. So, for example, I had a client years ago that he had what I call the $700,000 mistake. And a lot of people that are a small business, they're like, Oh, I can't even think about that. But it could be a $700 mistake if you're just starting. But what happened was he canceled his coaching call real last minute. And I said, what the heck? And he said, Well, I had a $100,000 sale. And so I was like, Oh, well, I can understand why you canceled the call yeah, last minute. Right. And I said, like, this is what I call a happy dance moment, you know, and we always celebrate the sales. And he said, no, Stacy, this was not a happy dance moment. And I was like, how is a $100,000 sale not a happy dance moment? And he said, well, here's the problem. This was a past client that has been doing business with my competitor for the last seven years. So if you think mm. just one sale was seven was 100000 that's $700,000 minimum over the last seven years that he's lost by not bringing this client back. Yeah. So the come on back strategy would be a really good strategy to use as an e-commerce person, whether you're doing business online or offline, it works both ways to yeah. reach out to people that have purchased in the past to reactivate them. So I'll give you an example. When I was teaching the hidden profit class online one year, it was in December. What do you think is the worst thing to be selling in December? Any guesses? Um things that aren't in December? I mean, uh, like 4th of July stuff or? 4th of July stuff? Well, I'll give you weight loss. Like nobody wants to Oh, lose well, sure. Because, yes, right. Because you have, because you have Christmas, you have Hanukkah, you yeah, have sure, sure, um, sure. grandma's cookies, you have all those things, right? Everybody wants right. to start losing weight January 2nd. Right. And so my client that was taking the Hidden Profits class said, well, I want to do this come on back strategy. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure if this is going to work because it was December and she it's was selling December, the weight loss program. Right, yeah. And she did the strategy and she she increased her sales almost $3,000 in one week just from yeah. doing the come on back strategy. And so that's the sort of thing because if, if you, especially if you sell something like that, that's weight loss or coaching or something like that, that people feel bad that they went someplace else. Like yeah. maybe they're going to go start, you know, doing um, keto or they're going to go start doing Atkins or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if you let them know, like, you know, it's fine if you gain some of your weight back, like let's get you back on track, you know, sure. and make people feel like, Hey, you know, you might've gone somewhere else. It's like when you get your haircut, you know, if you went to another hairdresser, <laughs> you're always shy feeling. to go back to the <laughs> 
Yeah. And so you don't go back to the first person, even if you like them better, because right. you don't want to feel guilty that you cheated on them with another hairdresser. Right. So the same thing's happening to your customers that they're going somewhere else just because they're too shy to come back. Yeah. So you want, like, even if they went and did another mastermind or they went to another coach or they bought something else somewhere, let them know, like, hey, we have a special for people coming back. Yeah. You know, here's what it is. I wanted to let you know about this and reactivate those customers. So that's a really good that action great. that you can take yeah. that can generate some really good cash and profits very easily for people. Well, you know, and I think a lot of times we don't, particularly in the e-com space, there's probably, a, you know, a, a loyalty piece, right? And I've talked about loyalty, uh, you know, and getting loyalty strategies to, you know, work in your business and how you can leverage some of those. But even just saying like, come back and purchase again. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a complicated program. It could be a simple email that says, hey, I saw you bought before. Would you like to buy again? <laughs> you know? yeah, and how, many times have, how many times have you bought something and then you cannot figure out where the heck you bought that? Right. Right. Like you don't remember the name of the website. You don't remember the name of the product yeah. exactly or, you know. Right. And I think a lot of times it's like, if you would just send me a thing saying like, hey, you know, and then you're like, oh, that would be a great gift for my grandma or that. Yes. Yeah, I do need another one of those. And so I think even if you have a product that somebody only uses one time, it's still worth it to send it out. Because yep. like, for example, we have a dog bed, which we bought online, which is a cozy cave that the dog yep. can actually like crawl in. It's like a sleeping bag for a dog. Yep. Yep. And so that would be something that you would think, eh, they're not going to buy another one. Right. But we did end up buying another one because we have one at our house now and one of our at our lake house because I don't want to carry that ginormous thing back and forth with me. Yep, exactly. And even if even if I didn't want to buy it, like my brother saw it and he's like, oh, what was that thing that you got for your dog? So if they sent me an email today, I could then forward that to my brother and say, hey, yeah. this is that thing you were asking me about that I meant to send you the link, but I forgot. Yep. Right. So it just exactly. gives them another opportunity to make a sale. Yeah, that's a simple, simple strategy. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything because you've already acquired the client or customers. You, you've already purchased, you know, they've already purchased from you. And it really can be technically as easy as just sending the email, right? It doesn't have to be a <laughs> loyalty, big program. Although I do think those are amazing and there there's a time and a place for them as well. But just a simple way to to get you know, people back in the door and to increase profits. Yeah. So things like that where, you know, you've seen um, success in, in profit-making type activities. What are some things, let's let's flip to the other side. What are some things that you've seen business owners focus on um, that really don't help them? Or where are some, some stumbling blocks maybe that you've seen people kind of get tripped up in that, you know, if they really, they really don't need to focus on those types of things. If they would just kind of turn their attention away, they might be more successful. Yeah. I think one of the things is trying to make everybody happy. Mm. And so when you look at your business, you have those top 20% of your clients, what I call the perfect clients. Yeah. Now, when you start focusing on those 20%, if you look at your numbers and if you were to pull your reports off of your website, you would see that usually, you know, Pareto's principle, 20% of the clients make up for 80% of the revenue. Yeah. And what happens is people focus on the 80% that only accounts for 20% of the revenue. Yes. And so if you start focusing, like, 
what are my perfect clients buying, right? What are they buying? What, where do they shop? What um, messaging, you know, do, do my perfect clients respond to? Yeah. Where, yeah. what else are they purchasing that could be, you know, an affiliate program that they might want to yeah. buy? Yeah. But if you start looking at those people, what happens is perfect clients, they buy more, they buy more often, they refer more, right? Yes. And so yes. when you focus on those people, you're going to be able to amplify the results you get from the same amount of work. And that's, you know, like going back to the beginning of the podcast, it's like, you can work really, really hard, or you can make it easy. If you were to do that reactivation campaign, like maybe you do it every 90 days. Yeah. If people haven't bought for 90 days, you reactivate them, right? right? So bam, there's a way that you could put that into your format of what you're doing every yeah. quarter. Now yeah. you look at your perfect clients. How can you make those perfect clients buy more? Is there another product that isn't even your product? Like, I like to say, like, if you were, say, for example, selling golf products, I'm not a yeah. golfer, but if you look at golfers, they're rabid purchasers. They buy yeah. everything. Same yep. thing with people that want to lose weight. They have like yep. 30 books on how to lose weight. Right. And so if you look at this person that's your perfect client that's buying a golf item, there's probably when they search for, you know, how to improve my swing or how to improve my putt, there's yeah. probably another bunch of products that you could even then sell them an affiliate program wouldn't right. cost you any time or money to set up that you just sent out an email to then have them buy this yeah. thing from this affiliate. Yeah. Right. So super simple. But again, focusing on those perfect clients, that those are the people that are like, oh, another thing to help me with my putting game. Yeah. Bring it I'll on. It. You yeah. don't have to be the person to develop it and take another year to create the program. Just right. send them, you know, get your, your percentage yeah. right there. So yeah. I think, you know, really focusing on those perfect clients is really important. The other thing that I've seen with my clients, you know, and even with myself is getting back up faster. So, yeah. you know, we've all had failed launches. We've all had, like, I literally, I was in Russell Brunson's mastermind yeah. and I was literally like crying on Voxer to Russell Brunson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Russell, you told me this copy was good. You told me the slides are good. You yeah. know, like I did everything he said for the perfect webinar. Yes. You know, did the Facebook ads, all that. And like the conversions were not where I wanted them to be. Like I, they were not like Liz Benny's conversions. Yeah. Right? right. And so, you know, it was really frustrating. And so I think one of the things in, in entrepreneurship is like getting back up faster, right? Like, so yeah. you're going to have launches that fail. You're going to have webinars that stink. You're going to have webinars that the the software doesn't work. You're going to have webinars that the emails didn't get through. Like there's yeah. always a reason that something goes wrong. Right. And my daughter, who's now 18, she was a national level gymnast. Yeah. Now I learned so much from watching her when she was just a little kid, she was in gymnastics and they had a new head coach from Romania. And she came in and she said, I think your daughter could go national. And I'm like, what? Like, she's not that coordinated. I didn't think right. she had, you know, I thought she was doing a good job and I was proud of her, but I never had like national yeah. thing thinking for her. And she said, she said, here's why I see your daughter on the balance beam. None of the coaches are paying attention to her and she's falling off the balance beam over and over again. And your daughter gets back up within like 10 seconds. Like yep. literally she falls down, she pops back up. She falls down, she pops back up. The other kids, they would fall down. They would go to the back of the line. Right. 
And so what right. happened was my daughter would never quit. Like she would just pop right back on, pop yes. right back on. Yes. And so for me, when I see that in a little kid, now she's 18, that that grit of like getting back up faster, yes. I, I literally have a sticky note of that in my office, like get back up faster. Because if I cry about my stupid webinar and then I don't do my webinar again next week, or if I don't you know, yes. do another email because people didn't open the one I sent, like failure is normal in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to get happen. back up faster and just keep getting back up. Like, it's like, it's like those whack-a-mole, like you can't keep yeah. me down. I'm just going to keep popping back up. Yes. Yes. So I think that's a great that attitude. I think that's a great point. And it kind of goes to the statistics of, you know, how many small businesses fail in the first year uh, sort of thing. And, and knowing that people give it one shot and then they're done, right? And a lot of times, you know, I'll talk to entrepreneurs that in the same situation where they've tried to launch a product or they've tried to put something on Amazon, it didn't sell right, or they never made traction or nobody's coming to the website and they're like, I'm just done. And, you know, it's it's kind of like um, you just said, like whack-a-mole. You kind of have to have the mindset that you will 100% fail in the online space at some point in your entrepreneurship life. Something you will put out will not go the way that you planned. It will not work. It will not be whatever it is that you had set in your head. It won't happen. And that doesn't mean that you quit. It just means that you get back up, right? And you try right. again. And you tweak some things, right? Like Correct. Russell Brunson's like, okay, Stacy. He's like, your thing was really good. This was really good. This was really good. Just do it again. Yeah. Right? Like, tweak this, do it again. And I think, you know, one of the things I tell my clients to do is give yourself one of those, those folders of wins. So when you have something that's a win, you then put it in the folder. Like my first product that I sold online was back in 2003. And I was (laughs) profitable in the first month, right? And like then that that product was copied by China and knocked off and in Walmart. Yep. And so that whole thing went kapow. But it was like, you keep these folders of wins of like, here's yes. the things that I did that were great. So when you have this crappy thing happen, you go back and you're like, oh, look, I sold X amount of that product. I yes. launched this even though I was scared. I did that. Like my customer said right. this. Like right. those are the things that you read. You have your mastermind people to back right. you up. You have, right. you know, a friend that you have a coach that's like, get back up, get back up yep. and, and just yep. don't lay there on the mat. Yep. I think that's a, I think that's a great point. And, and so many people, um, you know, are not in a situation where they think financially they can continue to do it. Right. And, and there's some mindsets around, well, I spent all my money or I can't or this or things like that. And I, I do think, and again, a whole nother podcast on that a whole situation of a financial mindset, but I think there is something to be said about picking yourself up, brushing yourself off and just doing it again over and over again. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about those profit making things that you're brushing off and that getting up and understanding where those moments are to continue to do over and over again, instead of getting so frustrated and bogged down into like the administrative things. I see so many like of my, my clients are like, well, I'm, I'm, 
I'm trying to update all my stuff in my website and I'm trying to do this and I'm, I'm, I'm going through and I can't get this damn thing to work and I'm blah, 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 blah. And they're like, I'm not, you know, I'm like ready to give up. <laughs> and I'm thinking, just hire someone for $10 and have them fix it for yes. you and be yes. done and then go yes. sell the stuff that you, you know, like yes. brush off, exactly. pick up, get going and don't let some of those really frustrating things. Cause I find myself like technology frustrates me, right? <laughs> like it, it'll make you crazy, but that's not my zone of genius. So I know to go get someone else to do it, but there's, there's things like that, like where, you know, we find entrepreneurs in this like spinning cycle of administrative work all the time. Yeah. And one of the things I'll tell you is like, when I started out in sales, when I, you know, I was in straight commission sales, so I didn't have any salary. So I got a waitressing job like three nights a week to be able to do the sales that I wanted to do because I didn't want to be on a commission, like on a salary, because if you're on a salary, you're never going to make big money. Like I then made residuals for years off of the sales that I made, you know, that first year. But I didn't let the financial like, oh, well, I'm not gonna be able to pay my car, my rent if I do that. So find a way, like, even if you need to keep your day job while you're building your, your, you know, funnels and all that, do that. But don't like, you know, make yourself crazy. Find somebody that you can pay an amount, get that technical stuff done and just keep going. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said about, um, you know, really focusing on those profit making activities. And I think that, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, when we think about, you know, what are the steps that really help you move forward, having that written down somewhere or having that as a visual reminder of, you know, here are the things that I know are going to make me money or here are the things that today I need to focus on that are going to move my business forward towards making money and and just keeping yes. that front of mind all of the time so that when you you know get into that cycle of crazy with all of the other stuff you can kind of shift yourself back into okay I shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't be f- focused here these are the things that I need to do and I, I love that yeah, for sure I, I love that and so when people you know are wanting to kind of go out into the world and look for you Stacy and kind of find you out in the space where can people find you and your programs and and things like that Sure. So you can go to stacyhyland.com and it's Stacy with an E-Y and Hyland is H-Y-L-E-N, like help you leverage everything now. Oh my gosh. Uh, so you can go there. It's <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> oh, I need an acronym because everybody, for mine. <laughs> well, because, because people can never spell my last name. So um, that's it. It's a Swedish name. I'm the only Stacy Highland in the world. So there you go. Oh um, my gosh. So you can find me stacyhighland.com on Facebook, on Insta, on LinkedIn. The other place you can go my book, Hidden Profits, More Clients and Cash is going to be coming out soon. So you yes. can go to moreclientsandcash.com and it'll give you a checklist of some of these things that you can do in your business right away to start making Ooh, more that. money. Um, and it'll also put you on the early bird notification for when my book comes out. Um, if you go on my website, you can also schedule a call if you want to look at where those hidden profits are for you. The average client finds $85,000 of hidden profits in their business. 
Wow. And that's just a small business, like bigger businesses, you know, find way, way more. Bigger money. Yes. So, yes. It comes, I think comes that's a checklist everybody needs to have, right? Everybody needs yeah. that checklist. So I will go check it out myself and everybody needs to read Stacy's book. I, I think we can all learn something about finding hidden profits, regardless of how successful you are. It's, it's a great thing to review and have a checklist and a book to help you find it. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. This was yes, a lot of Yes. Thank fun. you so much, Stacey. I appreciate your time. It was amazing. And thank you all for listening. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.